0: Previously on Gresh and Fourier. Eddie, are you
1: you realize that you are sitting next to the best tight end in Patriots history to run the wide and inside the 20-yard line in the red zone? <laughs> and the closer you got to the, the closer you closer to the goal line, the better he was. Paulie, you're, you're like, the he, best.
2: You're the best. What do you got on the pitch clock, homie? Because yeah, Gresh know, always... I, oh, no, I love it. Yeah, Christian. I forget, especially inside the
1: 10 or the 5, I don't know how the hell... You and Blaze were able to pull that off.
0: Touchdown, Fourier! This is Gresh and Fourier. Skinner
1: to D'Arnais. Skinner leaves the net.
2: Dreisaitl with five. And the Bruins go to 3-0 and on the Western Swing. They beat Edmonton 3-2.
0: Andy Gresh. Farth, corner
2: three. The Pucks it in! John from downtown. And the Knicks back up by 14. Right in right. front of the Celtics pitch with the switch. And a technical foul. Hatem is gone. If that's on 10, that's his second.
3: Yeah, he's gone. Tatum was
2: upset down the other end. And right here. Better get the best of him. Automatic ejection. He's done for the night. And the Knicks are going to walk out of here with a very
1: impressive win. 109-94. to Christian Fourier. I love it, to be honest. with why I say that? Because uh, I want to be home in sooner rather than later. I think it's a better product for the fan base, for the fans. The pace has been
2: amazing. Obviously, there's a few things that we still have to work, but for the game, no doubt about it, this
0: is the right thing. Gresh and Fourier, right now,
2: and share a passion for <laughs> you uh, on W E E I. Oh, baby. The last day of February. Oh, thank God! Uh, and the uh, the snow has fallen. We made it kinda, in, kinda. What, uh, what a joke! Gresh. No, no, this th- is a, now, see, this listen, is a goddamn joke. No, here we go. Oh boy, what are you stealing, Curtis's gimmick? No, now? Is, is that a gimmick? I yeah, don't know. I, was, I didn't hear it. How about this? How about looking at it this way? Maybe the good people of the Commonwealth and the DOTS in both the states that you and I drive in, or me and you uh Rhode Island and Massachusetts maybe they did a great job of having the highway clear because mm. it's not like it's not like we didn't get the 4 to 6 inches that was predicted based on where you live maybe they did a good job Who's it, saying? It, I, I would listen cuz you're I, starting I, with say, the, no that so have a, is it a joke with the people cuz you're going to go the here streets go. you're going to go no, no, down I, don't I don't have, have the, the weather people no, you're going a steel this is gimmick it it's no gimmick i'm not from here okay i feel like I've, I've, i'm adopted son right Okay, the problem is, is it's like when there's a storm, a potential storm. Okay. Especially during a winter where there's really nothing for the weather people to do. All right. There's really nothing to warn us about. There's nothing, There's really nothing for them to scare us over, right? You're going to be delayed a couple hours. Okay, get your milk and get your bread. Scare so when the slightest, the slightest hint of a storm comes around, they over-deliver it because they're so... They're so just like, you know, jonesing for an opportunity to scare you about how bad it's going to be. So sure enough, you get the calls late at night. The school is going to be delayed. Uh, This is going to be canceled. All afternoon, everything is Mm -hmm. canceled Mm -hmm. when it doesn't need to be. I didn't grow up here. I didn't wait for a bus when I was a kid like some other people who grew up here where for them to delay or cancel a school, you needed 10 inches. That's all I'm saying. Just keep it in perspective. You don't need to scare me into thinking that the world is going to end for some storm that literally dropped three and a half inches of snow. When have you ever driven a melted. yellow? When have you ever driven a yellow bus in the snow? Listen to you, uh, my, uh, my 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 uh, mother-in-law drew, uh, drove a bus in the snow. Okay, so I've heard all the stories about bus driving. Okay, I get Which it. One, uh, uh, not well, the well, one well. in California. No, oh, it's yeah. the second one. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I listen. It's I know not, the background. Don't you think? Don't there. you think that it is a little little bit over a little much. It's like it's like, here, here's my opportunity to be relevant. And I have five people Who's giving it, me the, the news about the storm Are that's you? coming. Four yeah. inches. That's huge. So you're, so this saying. is about the weather people? Is that what it it's is? It's about the fact that or is it you about sent the a superintendents. message. At, you sent a message at like, I don't know when you sent this message. Uh, I left I'm left. i waking up at, 6 at 6 five o'clock. Oh, I, I got to hurry up and get to work because you know? God forbid. So I do the same stupid thing. That's right. You scared me. You freaked me out. I was like, oh, God, I'm going to be late. There's nobody on the roads. It's like the, literally the best time to drive into the city. If so you is want. that really what this is all about is that you had to sit around here for 45 minutes with nothing to 45 do minutes. I've been here since like seven 30. Uh, but again, we got done putting the show together about nine. So between getting a coffee, going to the can, that was 45 minutes of free time where you stood in the hallway and uh, heckled Curtis. Well, I'm just saying it's not, not that Curtis is wrong. I mean, I, 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 I guess I'm team Curtis on this. I just want the truth. That's all. Is that too much to ask? I just want, where the, truth? Did, where I just want the truth. Where were you lying? Who lied? Uh, listen, just, did school need to be canceled? Did there need to be a two-hour delay? Did Do all the, my afternoon stuff that, uh, that I rely on for the kids to be better human beings need to be canceled because I of three inches of snow? I didn't know that Jeremy Reiner was making decisions of canceling school in your school district. Do Everybody not, do blames not the think, weather people. How about you this? Not, well, because your, where do they get their information well, but from? Well, I, I, I also think schools also get them from the towns that they operate in, which are all connected to the National Weather Service. Hence, they have their, like, you know, EMS and things like that. Because I don't think the people, whenever there's a major storm with EMS who have to go make decisions in each and every uh, municipality, are sitting there going, oh boy, what did Jeremy Reiner say? What did Tony Petraca say? And then that's how they're making decisions uninformed. Well, the point is, is that you can go on the, a the, national the school, weather they, service website. The default setting is over-prepare. Like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make sure there's no issues, even though they know that it's not gonna be this cont- This, like, crazy catastrophe where the buses will be stuck in the mud and kids will be bitching and complaining to the parents how it's cold outside. But isn't it Stick them on the damn bus. This is the way it is. No free lunches today. Bring your own food. But that's the, um, I think that's where the school districts are like, yeah, we're going to draw the line there. They don't want to put a bunch of kids on a bus and have a bus jackknife. And then the next thing you know, on one side it's screaming parents going, why'd you cancel? And on the other one it's, where can I sue? Well, the other thing is like so. With, what one thing COVID should have taught everybody is that remote learning yeah, is fine. Just go so to fine. remote learning for so a just day. hey, say you don't have to cancel school. You don't right. have to make it up. Like just nobody wants to make up any days of school in June. Just let him go to the remote learning. Here's what it is: you stay at home, like Jalen Brown did last night for the Celtics. He stayed at home. He wasn't available for the Celtics. I hope you feel better now that you got that out. <laughs> you they, hate when I do that. I No, know you it's hate not the no, that. it's not so much that. I just think it's uh, it's like we turn it into that the weathermen are the ones that are making all the decisions, and and they're not. They like you know they nailed the the forecast on this. I just think you're stealing Curtis's gimmick, and we have enough but What if gimmick. I just what if we I have made, enough? I, why, why is it, why is it gotta be a gimmick? What if it's just the truth? I mean, like, he's. Do you want to be a weather, weather smoke? Do you want to be a traffic smoke? Do you want to be? The, is that what you I want? want? Is that what you want? Honest evaluation. Are you gonna? I don't want knee so jerk reactions you know to what? a couple of inches of snow. That's should, all. Quickly before we get into the Celtics, <laughs> are you going to reach out to your kids' superintendent to complain they canceled school? Then no. Okay, so who should I? At? Should I? Damn you, should you weather I? people. <laughs> Somebody's got to be the Damn guy. you, Pam Gardner, wherever you are. Right? Dallas there you know. Rains. There you go. Yeah, you right. heard of Dallas Rains? No, no I didn't. No. It's is that like we- Peter Cottontail? <laughs> I mean, Is it like an it's ice cream? It's a real weather guy. Is it like an ice cream man named Cone? No, no. Yeah, right. It's a, it's a, it's a weather guy in L.A. who changes his name to Dallas Rains. R-E-I-N-S. Well, just don't just don't uh just don't push out there that Al Krapelion is the one making decisions on whether school's canceled. All right. Anyway. Listen, it just it is it is what it is. It is what it is. Well you feel better. Well, the Celtics lose 109-94, a disastrous first half shooting for the Celtics. And really the big thing from last night, Fourier, is that Jason Tatum got ejected from the game. Now, I will say this. When it comes to refs. You never know if those guys are having a bad night. You never know if there's the carryover from a player who gave a guy the business the last time that a game was officiated by a certain referee or da-da-da. Here's all I know. The first technical on Jason Tatum was total rubbish. Total rubbish. Agreed. The hang on the rim. He came down, and even Scal was on it, and he was like, come on. He was telling the ref what's going on. On the second one, I get it that he was a little more demonstrative but he didn't show the guy up, and it felt like it was "I'm gonna get you." That's what it felt like to me on that second technical. It wasn't the "I'm just gonna adjudicate this game the way it is." It is the "Nope, you've been squawking at me all night, and I'm gonna get you." And Tatum gets tossed for the first time in his career, which That's is amazing. Shocker. Yeah, and and I just feel like the first one, I just the first thing I thought of with the with the technical, he was pushed. He doesn't get the foul. Fine, whatever. When did rest become so unbelievably uptight? Like, why does that? Is there just a? I guess there's got to be like a standard rule where when they the the slightest sign of uh, you know of of any disagreement or you know body language directed at Back the rest, right? Yeah, you know, let's make sure we nip it in the bud right away, so people don't start. So does so everyone doesn't think they could do it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like, they, there's no there's, there's no gray area with them. It's look like you don't like it. Technical, they easily could have let that one go, but it was almost like the refs decided, like I'm not going to let him talk to me that way. Like I'm in charge of the game. They just need to. That's the one rule I would change. Overall, was the refs need to lighten the hell up? Okay, it's funny you say that because one of the things I was going to ask you is how to snark play with officials. Because here's Jason Tatum after the game, talking a little bit about the uh discussions with the referees.
1: The first one, no call. If you look, it was clearly a foul. And those ones are the ones that's tough. Like you get tech for something that you probably was right about. Second one, uh, you know, I just told him this was probably the best officiated game I've been a part of. I tried to give him a compliment. Uh, didn't go over so well.
0: So you didn't curse. Was just sarc- you were uh,
2: sarcastic. I
1: said so it was the best officiated game I've been a part of. I meant it.
2: Mm. Snark, work it's with the officials. Only thing- the only That's the only thing you can do. You just got to walk the line. I, I I wouldn't be surprised. What I would think these guys should do is talk to the fans and be like, wow, did you guys think that was a bad call? And then make sure you say it right next to the ref. Because they're really – you have no recourse. No. If you go back at them, they're just going to tee you up again. Then they'll kick you out. It was so uncalled for. It was just so uncalled for. A legitimate foul f- on the second one, too. That's the thing. Like yes. The first one was tiki tack but it's not like Tatum didn't have a point. Yeah, no. I thought he had a point, and – it goes to a bigger picture of, okay, he's never been thrown out of a game, but he does complain a lot. He complains a lot, especially after a miss and he's running back. He's a lot of body language issues. I used to bug the crap out of me, but he's kind of eclipsed the just average guy. Like, he's one of the best in the league. Yeah. So, you would think he would automatically get the Jordan Rules treatment, the LeBron treatment, the... Listen, I'm going to give you a longer leash treatment. First-team All-NBA treatment. What are you doing? Why are you throwing him out of the game? I think that's what he's looking for. And look, you know, uh, Patriots NFL 1 in the Twitch chat. Get more into the Twitchers. Twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. Follow WEEI on Twitch. Said Tatum's worst game of the year all around. And I kind of agree. I think there was a lot of frustration there last night from Jason Tatum. Meanwhile, out in Edmonton. Alberta, Canada. The Boston Bruins continue to roll. They win 3-2. to Connor McDavid scores early. Bruins tie it up at 1-1. Then they take the lead. Connor McDavid ties it up. Here we go. Bruins end up finding a way to win 3-2. Nosek, Fellino, and Zaka score for the Bruins. How about this, Fourier? You beat a team without none of your stars scoring. The Bruins now have 10 players. With ten goals or more, and after the game, Jim Montgomery highlighted how the depth was the difference. McDavid is great, but was the depth of Boston the difference
1: tonight? (laughs) Ah, yes, it has, and it's been the difference for most of the years. That you know, uh, we got six D-men, seven D-men that can really play hockey, and then we got four lines that can play hockey. Really liked our five-on-five game tonight.
2: Bruins are back at it tonight. Billy's going to give you more on that. Red Sox are in action this evening right here on WEEI. You know, you mentioned Tatum. Does he get the respect he deserves? We're going to unpack that with you at 617 779 Selling a little
3: or a lot.
2: You know, when we get into respect in the NBA, it always blows up into it always it always blows up into uh, oh wow, you players, you all cry, da da da, all that. I think there has to be a level of acceptance that in the NBA, the players are definitely going to squawk at the refs. And a part of the context that we weren't able to add a little bit earlier as we got into this discussion at 1024 with Gresham Fourier here on Boston and New England Sports Original WEI is that I think a part of the reason Tatum got treated the way he did last night on that second call was because of all the other guys that were bitching at the refs last night. And that to me, I wonder if as a team that hurts Tatum because look, we got some textures, Foyer. 379 three seven The 860. Tatum should stop worrying about oh me, oh my. Play the freaking game. Stop trying to prove you're one of the best. Because if you are, you don't need to tell everybody. Everybody can see it. Uh the 413. He wasn't hitting any of his shots and cried the whole game, right? You get the uh, the 508. Oh, no, that one was on school yelling at you. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, you know, the refs are horrendous in the NBA. It's so hard to watch. They call everything, and then they call nothing. I think you're going to get massive variance in the NBA. But I do think that, unfortunately, there has been kind of like the superstar treatment that now Jason Tatum, a year ago, to me, he did not have the right to be able to say, Hey, listen, I expect to be treated a little differently. But after an NBA Finals, an All-Star Game MVP, all that kind of stuff, Jason Tatum to me now has the resume to be able to stand on his own. And last night on NBC Sports Boston, Eddie House talked about this. That's a guy who understands NBA culture, he's never a superstar, but played on a team with really three guys in Pierce, Garnett, and Allen, who at any point in time could have yelled at a ref and said, listen, you should be giving me some superstar treatment. Here's the way Eddie House broke this down after last night's game.
1: I'll tell you this, it won't be his last because he doesn't get the respect from the referees as a player that he is. You know, superstar status. Uh, This right here is a clear-cut foul. I don't care if the ball's gone. You can't hit his arm. He has every right to be upset at that. That does bother you as a shooter. That is something that upsets you, and then he should have the right to talk to referees. Like, He's not being demonstrative. He's not showing the referee up. He's talking to him. And maybe the words that he's saying, I'm quite sure the referees hear worse words than that from fans. So they have to understand that who they're dealing with, this ain't Jason Tatum who just came into the league. This is Jason Tatum who's an MVP candidate who Mm -hmm. has been part of the NBA Finals, five conference championship uh, series, conference finals, excuse me. And then on top of that, won the MVP of the all-star game. He has to get some respect. And I understand where it's coming from because he sees everybody else getting that respect and he's not getting it.
2: Yeah. He should be upset. See, I just listening to that. I get a little irritated. Really? (laughs) I do. All right. Because what is like deserve has nothing to do with it. Earning their, their respect has nothing to do with it. They were both clear fouls. Call them. I don't care if you're Sam Hauser or you're Jason Tatum. You hit his hand. He he got pushed when he was going up for a dunk. It's a foul. Even the 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 most uh the you know, the eighth, ninth guy on the bench would be irritated about it. My livelihood is based on my success on the court. Also, why should I not be allowed the same respect for calls that are purely the calls? My issue, Grash overall, is that the refs need to lighten up. Mm-hmm. they need to lighten up if he's not being demonstrative if he's not attacking you in, in, with an aggressive meter if he's literally just frustrated and angry and he gives you let's go why do you have to tee him up how is that really affecting well, you Isn't but don't we have not only as fans but it has bled into the sports as well isn't this where superstar culture reigns supreme I'll give you a little litmus test here Ask anybody who crafted the rules on roughing the passer. Do you know what most lazy, uneducated fans will say? Tom Brady. Oh, he's a superstar. They did those rules for Tom Brady. There are actually people who are listening to us right now that think Tom Brady was the one or the reason why the NFL put in certain rules. It wasn't all quarterbacks, so that all of the superstars at that position could find a way to stand out. No, 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 no. It was only just Tom Brady, right? You heard the same thing in the NBA for a long period of time. I guarantee you that if you went on Twitter after a Lakers game, you know, you'd see LeBron crybaby gets all the calls, gets all the calls, all that kind of stuff. Don't you think? that the referees are reacting to how we are paralyzed in sports culture, being beholden to the superstars? Hell, we sat around here for years wondering, oh, my God, will Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown stay in love with us long enough to sign a contract? We're all victims of superstar culture, and aren't the refs just a part of it? Yes, and I would say that's probably the the one thing that they they, they teach these guys not to do. Don't be intimidated or influenced because of the name on the back of the jersey. Treat them all the same. Mm -hmm. They all deserve to be treated the same. Now, do I think that younger refs or inexperienced refs can be influenced more than a more seasoned guy? Do I think that a younger person who hasn't played or hasn't refed in a bunch of big games can anticipate fouls before they happen, they just oh no, that's got to be a foul. Look at are influenced by body language and flopping? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do I think that uh, Tom Brady was the benefit of a bunch of extra calls? Yes, yes, I do I do think he was because sometimes the rest will look at the place. well, he's the best in the world. like he's got to be right. If he says he was fouled, he's got to be fouled until you go look at the tape and you go, he tricked me. Which is why Brady throws his hands in the air, and I know we're going to get into it a little bit later on. There's one NFL team that wants to make Ruffin the passer reviewable all the time because like NBA players, the quarterbacks have figured out you throw your hands in the air or yell to the ref, Make come on. Make it look dangerous. Exactly right. Look and how that, dangerous of a hit that was. The Grady-Jarrett sacks, a perfect example. Might have changed Atlanta's season. Might have made him a division winner, for crying yeah. out loud, because Brady fell on Jarrett, and then when he hit the ground, he threw his hands in the air, and the ref threw the flag. See, I, sometimes I think, oh, okay, what's the toughest sport to ref? Like, Is it baseball? Is it baseball? Is it football? Is it basketball? Is it hockey? It like is which hockey. one? Why do you think why do you think it's hockey? Because of the uh slashing is slashing you know, No, no the because boards, speed, offsides, speed, body contact, and it moves so fast end to end. I mean, you have to worry about your skating, you have to make sure you're out of the way. You know, like there there are a couple of positions like that in football where you have to stay out you of the way. You would rank hockey oh, being yeah. the toughest, and who's second then? Uh I'd then say the NFL and then the NBA and then Major League Baseball. Officially yeah, I would I, put I, baseball last. I've talked to a couple of hockey officials who've been like, "Let me tell you why it's tough." And oh my god, it 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 is. And plus, listen to the language that those players talk to NHL refs with. Remember when they had? we are all speaking in another language. No, too. but guys, <laughs> I, Billy, you might remember this maybe more than Terp because Terp might have been in junior high school then. And I say that in all seriousness. Remember they had Sidney Crosby miked up during like a Cup Finals or something like that, and everybody got sort of opened up to the way these players talk to the refs. Like the F word is a verb, an adjective, a subject. It, it is. It's just true. Mixed in with the way, but it's the the. But those players will look at those refs and do the what the F. You F if you did that in the NBA, Bing. Oh yeah, and no, you're, you're getting suspended now. If Tatum, now if Jason Tatum did that, it might not be a tech. They might say, "Watch your mouth." If it's Grant Williams that does that, they might tee him up right away again to See, the whole superstar that's, culture. That's why human nature like it shouldn't. I mean, it's so hard to 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 manage it because you should treat Grant Williams telling you to f off just as much as you should Jason Tatum. Why should Jason Tatum be allowed to tell you to F off and I can't? I'm in the NBA. Well, I worked my way up. I'm actually playing in an NBA game. Why the? Why do you give him a longer leash and not me? Well, uh, some of it is the accolades, and let's be real. Some of the guys that get calls in the NBA are either championship winners, top scorers in the conference, that kind of stuff. We even had a texture into 37937 say, oh, the stupid All-Star Game MVP. Okay, I'm not going to deny that the All-Star Game doesn't matter. But just a quick list of the people who've won all-star game MVP. And I'm going to just real quick, Fourier, because I know you're Mr. NBA. You love the NBA, as I do. Only 80s Lakers. But here's the thing. If I said, tell me which of these guys wouldn't be getting superstar treatment from a ref, which is why guys like Jason Tatum mention it. Here's your all-star game MVPs working backwards. Tatum, Steph Curry, Giannis, Kawhi, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook twice, Kyrie Irving, Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, Kobe Bryant. That takes you to 2011. Guess what all those guys are getting? Superstar pause during the regular season. I would also add this. Without doing the numbers, like real numbers on the computer, just in your head, just yeah. yeah. do you think that these guys have the ball more than average guys? No doubt. Do you think these guys are actually involved in more one-on-ones, more pick and rolls, more just – Overall opportunities. End of game shot. Like, hey, yep. listen, like, and I do think the human nature listen, I can't call another foul on this guy. I mean it's like it's like you just stop calling it because of their, if you score 35 points, 40 points, you're getting twice as many opportunities as the next guy. Mm-hmm. So I do think there's gonna be, I don't know, like some fatigue with refs calling the foul over and over again. Dude, I just called the same guy five times. Like, I'm going to let it play out this time. And then you get pissed because you're used to getting the call. Now you don't, and you lost an opportunity to, sh- to shoot some free throw. Now, here's where I quibble with you a little bit. Because you say, well, if it's the call, you make the call. It should be about the call. Nah, but but – why? Nah, why? Because we talk about human nature and the human element in officiating, and to think that some of these dudes in the NBA – a superstar doesn't look at uh, you know oh it's Tony Brothers or it's whomever it is they they roll their eyes. Ask a co- now again I'm going college basketball because it's an easier reference for me to make. But when I would talk to for a period of time, there was a run of coaches at Providence College where when TV Teddy Valentine showed up, look out, you knew it was going to be a poorly officiated game. There, uh, Angel Hernandez in big league baseball. Who doesn't hate that guy? Why? He thinks people came to see him up, not came to see him up the game. And that like that's a part of those guys' ego as well. And when you may, oh, it's about the call, but you know this as well as I do. There are certain ones that are going to have, whether it's grudges, whether it's beefs, whatever it is, or God forbid a player lost their mind and got a little personal with a guy or said something that maybe only they know one-on-one that they really said, and that ref ain't going to forget it. We talk about the human element, but what about the human element of emotion? Because I would dare say in the, what, near 200 games you were a part of in the NFL, there were certain times, like TV Teddy Teddy, uh, uh, Valentine, where you got the referee's assignments for that week, and you went, oh, bleep, here we go. Well, the the thing is, like... You know, you mentioned the, the hockey refs, and you're one hundred percent right. The culture and the the game is just different. Can you imagine putting a, a hockey ref into an NBA game and then an NBA ref into a hockey game? Oh my like god. The NBA would be like, This is awesome. Listen, I can say whatever I want to this guy, and they're just letting it play out as opposed to some NBA ref. Like you would never the game would last five hours. It would last forever. It would. What are you doing? Don't fight that guy. Like, it is just... And I used to think about, like you know, talking, like, meeting hockey players and getting to know, like, what makes them tick and why is this allowed and how can you literally just start a fight and nobody cares and it's no big deal. It's just the sport. It's just the way it is, and the mentality's different because they grow up with it. I just feel like if you're a ref... What Jason Tatum did should be no big deal to you. Agreed. It just should be no big deal. It shouldn't be. It just listen, you you know what? Cuz it's funny because afterward, I saw Tatum go up and talk to the ref and like they were kind of laughing about it and then sure a different ref teed him up and kicked him out of the game. It was all he didn't even he didn't even get a warning. They said beat it. And like that I was it. the
1: best officiated game I've been a part of. I meant it.
2: I don't I just think it's just Hey, were you ever snarky with an official? Of course. Of course. Did it lead to a penalty?
3: Or no, did you get what you wanted?
2: No, I never got what I wanted, ever. But I knew, listen, I cannot be the guy that puts us in a crappy situation because I decided to to, to yell at the ref. You didn't want the 15. One time <laughs> I was yelling at a ref from the sideline, and I was. it was uh, David Boston's dad. Remember David Boston, big jacked-up yeah, wide receiver, yeah. Ohio State got caught with steroids. His dad was a ref in the NFL. Okay? Hardo ref, too. Like, just like his son. Like, hard O-Ref. Didn't like anybody talking to him. I like this. He literally, like, would jump ugly on you for the slightest thing. So, sure enough, something's going on, and I'm yelling and screaming. And like, "Uh uh-oh, I realized who it was. And he turned, and he was like, who said that? Who said that? I legit, hand to God, hid behind all the wall of offensive linemen and walked all (laughs) the way down to the other end. And so he wouldn't know it was me. You found Walter Jones and just stood behind him? Because I thought he was going to. Flag me! Oh yeah! God forbid you get flagged for being some jerk who's talking to the refs from the sidelines. I'm not even playing. I was just gonna say, if you're in the play, it's one thing. But I'm just like yelling and screaming. The ref he was looking like he wanted to punish me. Like he wanted That's to give me a spanking. He wanted to—he wanted to get you. That's the human element of uh, of officiating. Uh, two things: uh, hockey world is in on the text as uh, as I thought. No out of bounds in hockey's for refs to hide. That's a good point. Like, there's no OB to be the, oh, we'll review it or anything like that. And uh, the 508, I refuse to watch any baseball game with Angel Hernandez behind. Home Same. Plate. I'm with you. That guy sucks. I, I feel Steve like Steve Mongo McMichael was the closest to getting Angel Hernandez, and I wish he did. You know what I feel like a lot of refs, when I, when I see refs in any sport that remind me of the hardo, like, you know, doorman at some bar or club, that it's just being a jerk to be a jerk – you know, like oh, you know, like like act. They're in such a power position that they treat you like crap. They like make you, they demean you, they make you feel stupid. And it's like it's just such a power trip, needless power trip. I was a doorman. I worked uh, bars and clubs as a bouncer. I let everybody in. I was like, the more the merrier. This, and then, and so these guys that have that doorman mentality drive me insane. You give them a little bit of power and they abuse it. And that's what I think a lot of these refs did. There was no reason for Tatum to be thrown out of this game. No reason whatsoever. So I don't know. Well, don't, get it out of the way, quite honestly, because now it's been, all right, this is what again, he's got legitimate beef. That's the other thing too. Like they'll the 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 NBA will say, yeah, you know what, we missed the call on that one. But maybe getting this out of the way works. Uh just quickly, by the way, folks, there is a report out there that the NBA is uh considering changes to overtime where they might go to the target score uh, instead of going into multiple overtime sessions during the regular season. Christian and I will uh, revisit that again a little bit later on. Uh, the Combine starts today in Indianapolis. Some have described it as a human meat market. We'll get Fourier's thoughts on all that next. Weei WEI. New England Sports Original.
0: More Grish and Fourier. On
3: WEEI.
0: And streaming on WEEI.com. I'm
3: feeling like a star, you can't
0: stop my shine. I'm body cloud nine, my head's in the sky. I'm solo, I'm riding solo, I'm riding solo, I'm riding solo, solo.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling good tonight. Finally doing me and it feels so right, oh.
2: Scratch this off the list, Terp. I try to go younger because you guys are calling me old yesterday. No, and- I know. Well, we're you know, you're you're trying, and we give you an A for effort. You get a big. I guess that's up. what it's all about, right? That's right. As long as you're trying. Listen, if you ain't trying, you ain't getting better. Amen. And if you don't make mistakes, you ain't getting better. Mm. Just like some teams make big mistakes in the draft, mm-hmm. like the 38 teams that passed over Christian Fourier in the 1995 draft. Yeah, that's idiots. A problem. Stupid. Hey, uh, now I know that in so what was so you went to the combine in '95? We're at 2023. I'm not great at math, but we're pushing what here 30 years at that least you went yeah. to, you know, or, or we're, we're almost at the uh, 30 year mark of your glorious yeah. combine. Oh yeah, which which you'll be surprised was no, you said that you didn't like run, I didn't or do any of that. However. You went through the part of the combine that I do think certain people have raised objections over over the years. Are you talking about the the medical? Well, there's the medical and then especially back in your day like we all know the ill-fated photo of skinny Tom Brady yeah. standing there in shorts that are too baggy and basically it would be like in a way it's kind of like a swimsuit contest at a beauty pageant or at least that's how you feel like and if someone's standing there staring at your hang low or whatever, it makes you a little uncomfortable just like men staring at the, the buttocks of Courtney on Instagram or whatever. It is it is kind of it does feel like a meat market and I just you know what? I just didn't think anything of it. I never would have thought anything different unless somebody said, "This is a bad thing. They shouldn't be doing this." So to you. it didn't bother you at the time. Not at, not you at, at all. Like so no, I was excited. I was I was Angry to be honest have. with you. Whoa! Wait well, minute, because what? I had I, I I was basically there in a sling. I had had I had surgery on my shoulder right when the the season ended. Oh. I messed up my back, so I couldn't even touch my toes. No so wonder in, why you can't do push-ups. Yeah, I just. But I Greg mean, Hill taking that victory lap, yeah. beat up well, old man over yeah, here with surgery, like six surgeries hey, later. Yeah, okay, right. so I didn't get to do any of the, like the physical fun stuff, but all the you're you're at the hospital, which feels like a day. So. Any injury that you ever had that was ever listed, even if you didn't get treatment, they get an x-ray, they will take an MRI, they will do a CAT scan, they will do every, you name it, they do it. They're poking, they're prodding, they're doing it No, 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 that's that's before you get poked and prodded. Oh, okay. Okay. So you do that first because the poking and prodding comes after all the doctors from every single team now. Get your X-rays, get all your medicals, and they go. Holy crap! All right. So then you there's uh, so they work in teams. So each little room will have say five doctors from five different teams. Okay. So you go through that. So each doctor wants to have his way with you. (laughs) You know, uh, you you did it wrong. Let me. uh, Hey, his knees unstable. You said it was stable. Okay. So then they and then you leave that room. You go to the next room of five other doctors. Now those five doctors have all your medicals, and now they're doing the same thing they did in the other room. So then you go to the next room. So you do this over and over and over and over. So you tell the same story over and over and over again until that's it. That takes about two hours. And it's just one after the other. You take, yeah, you walk around, take your shirt off. Fine. Okay, down. Tell me about your knee. Okay, what happened to your ankle? I just told the other guy, can't you just look at his? Nose? No, okay, let me see your shoulder. What'd you do to your shoulder? I still got stitches in there. Oh, what happened to your back? Oh, nothing. Oh, it says you have a bulge. You just, oh, no, it's always been there. So you're doing this over. Now you're now you're trying to lie about it almost. You're trying to, like, hey, it's not bad. I never missed a practice. I never missed a game, which was true. Huh, okay, let me write this down again. Hey, Jim, hey, why don't you come in here? Hey, you move his knee. By the time you're done, you are hurt. You are sore. <laughs> your back is jacked up. Your knee does hurt. Like your shoulder. If your shoulder didn't hurt, even if it was healthy, you're you're just you're worn out because everybody is pulling and they're trying to find a way to make you grimace. They're trying to find something that you're hiding. They're trying to find everything. Hey, if you have yeah, you have turf toe. When did you have turf toe? How long did you have turf toe? How'd you do it? How'd you treat it? All right, come here. Come stand up. Okay, touch your toes. Okay, stand up. Can you walk over there? Okay, walk back. That's what it's like. That's that's no joke. That's no exaggeration. And Then they put you in. Remember the old, the what was it called? It was like it was a measure of strength and endurance for just your, one leg. It was like the, they sit you down, they strap you in, and they make you do like oh, the whole rock, like the leg it was extensions. Called something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot what it was called. I'll, I'll Google. It was called something because they may they make you do that test also, and that alone blows your quads up beyond belief, because they strap you in. I forget what it's called. Active knee extension test? Yeah, but it's called something. It was like n- known as something in the at the NFL combine. Oh, I got it. So okay. it was Twerk. called... yeah I forgot what it was Whatever. called. Whatever. But, but everybody had to do that, and that was the thing that really screwed you up. Because then you had to go run. So imagine your legs being filled with lactic acid and just being sore as hell, and then going through the grind of doing interviews, and each room... Had a different set of interviews. I had one. One team uh, would wanted to judge your like uh, hand-eye coordination, so they put these funky glasses on you, which basically didn't allow you to see straight, or made everything in a three-dimensional vibe. It was like weird. They put these glasses on, and they would throw beanbags at you. Or they'd start, hey, throw the beanbags in the so basket. It was, so it was like a depth perception was, eye test type it, thing? I don't think it had anything to do with anything other than somebody said this is a good test that quantifies whether somebody can catch a football or not. Like, honest to God, the testing in each room was an adventure. It was an adventure. It was really – sometimes, like, no lights are on, just one little uh, light you thought you are about to get – you know, oh, you talked. You talked about the uh, clandestine Belichick meeting. It's all light the same. on in the back. It's a little and all much, that stuff. to be honest with you. Now, when they poke and prod, yeah, how uh, invasive is the well, poking and the prodding? Well, the evasive part that you are maybe alluding to is also is done by like a real doctor. Oh. Sweet, so, low, so there were oh yeah. using office. So there, huh? so there were orthopedics. that yeah. were testing you the first time, and then when it came to checking the checking the oil, totally different room. You had a different room and a different doctor. Movie think cough cough again that's a totally different room was now, there, how about that poor guy was there who's got to see all oh, those guys all through. that right and the nurse that's, that's in the background taking notes that's not looking click, at instagram ass click, all day that's looking like, at click cottage cheese old lineman ass is what that yeah. is right there uh quickly was there anybody in your draft class that lost their mind during all of this or lost their mind early in the process where you were like oh that guy's, the, that I guy's losing it tony baselli just basically just left I'm the number one pick. Yeah, he you. left. I'm leaving. They kept trying to do this stuff. It was he. He only wanted to know who the top five teams were and the first five picks, and then he wouldn't. He wouldn't mess with anybody. He left the the Wonder League test and as soon as it started, he just walked out and threw the test on the desk. That's actually kind of yeah, awesome. I was like, wow, man, that how cool would that be balls. I didn't have that. I didn't have that. Uh and then he was what the number one pick yeah. and guy what back then? No. it probably would have been about 28 million yeah. guaranteed, maybe. Yeah. And he's a Hall of Famer now. And so. he is he is something, no question. So there you go. A little uh Tales of the Combine. Yeah. And by the way, if you're watching on Twitch, you got a gander at Fourier's Combine. What? Uh, draft sheet, or at least one. Oh, what? Really? Does... Yeah, yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, there, there. It that is. up? Hold Take on. Take it back. There you go. Look at that. I never, Christian Fourier. i that. Draft age, 23.7. Height, 76 see, inches. Nothing. 238 there's no, pounds. There's no numbers there. There isn't. Your BMI, wow, I was though, I was 238 pounds. Jeez. That's it? I was light. Oh, yeah. I had big light. hands, though. I was. That's... You find a guy that's 238 pounds, that's a tight end. He's not a tight end. He's a he's a big wide receiver that they're going to use as a wide. You were David Boston, basically. <laughs> I mean, I was a soft 238, too. No, you was, mean skinny fat? Yeah, I was oh, okay. not like the guys you see now who are, who are just, just shredded, just chiseled out of stone. Uh, like Devontae Parker looks like he is chiseled out of stone. A lot of people are talking about the Patriots and wide receivers. Fourier and I are going to take this discussion to the 300 level next.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.